Good evening and welcome to 48 Shades of Football, everybody's favourite English language Korean footballing podcast. And a very special one it is tonight. This is for the first time in a long time we can look back and talk about some K-League action. It was opening weekend last weekend. We'll have a quick review of the games with a highlight and a low light. And there were a few low lights of the weekend. Also going to look back a few years to something that happened on this day in K-League history. And also, we want to talk a little bit about the experience of watching K-League on TV with no crowds in the stadium. We'll wrap up with some K-1 and K-2 previews. Joining me is Mark. Mark, how was it for you? Um, uh, it was amazing. No, it was, it was terrible, actually, right? I mean, it was, uh, it was great to have football back, as you said. Great to do a podcast. We were talking about uh, a non-university uh, game or something. So it was great to have football back, but... I think, um, let's be honest, that, that opening game when we get to it, um, yeah, we could have called this podcast anything involving sleeping. That was a pretty shocking first game, to be honest. And when it was broadcast, kind of, maybe, potentially, uh, to other countries, right? Indeed, to the millions and millions of bored uh, football fans around the world. Um, Speaking of, 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 of those, Paul was uh, slated to join us uh, this week. I think that's been put on hold for another week. Um, I'm always reluctant to divulge Paul's whereabouts on, on the show, as I know he's um, often running away from jealous husbands or outraged bar owners or humiliated hairdressers or this week absolutely furious uh, prediction leaguers wondering why they've got a guess k3 and k4 fixtures um so just in case any of the aforementioned are listening uh, he is actually in taean chungchong namdo making his way down the west coast by bicycle so whatever use of that information you want to make make use of it it just didn't come from us it didn't and if you i mean if you want to run down there and be in somewhere like, for example, Mokpo, uh, you know, when this podcast goes out, you know, with your flame torches to chase them. I mean, Mokpo's a good place to go because I think they actually have a K3 or a K4 team, right? And you can maybe even watch the game on TV after you've predicted 17-0 each or whatever because you have no idea what you're talking about. I actually think Mokpo, at the K3, K4, you can actually go and watch the game. I don't think anyone's going to stop you. <laughs> probably, yeah, probably. But we we but will get Paul back very soon, especially as it will treble our listenership when Paul comes back on. <laughs> and Paul's family will start listening to it uh, again. Uh, okay, uh, let's, let's kick off. And uh, obviously, K-League was uh, getting uh, pretty much hegemony over the the sporting betting markets over the uh, past weekend. I hope no one, no one did both teams to score on many games. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was an interesting, so I think obviously this weekend, you know, was like the opening game was a Friday night game between, you know, K1 champions, FA Cup winners, you know, and, you know, it happened to, to be this year, it was John Book versus uh, Sue One Blue Wings, which is normally, uh, a pretty decent game. There's all, generally always goals. Um, it's usually there's a bit of there's just a few red cards flying around, but it was played. I don't know that maybe I think at that point I thought maybe it's because there was no fans, but then John Boot were pumping in the Mad Green Boys anyway, so I'm not really sure that the players knew there was any difference. Um, but I just felt as if it was played like a kind of 
pre-season friendly or maybe an end of season when half the players have gone back home uh, and the other half are in a care home, basically. It's, it's, how it, it's how it looked, to be honest. It was a pretty poor game. It was a pretty poor game, yeah. And it, 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 looked, like, it looked like both teams hadn't been through a pre-season, to be quite honest. Uh, I, I, I don't know, the, the, the pressure of maybe starting the league, being the first two teams out, uh, thing, things like that. You'd, you'd not expect it to get to them. Uh, John, uh, John Book, you have to say, in the game that they did get in in the AFC before the, 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 long, the long hiatus, they didn't look particularly good. Yeah. And you have to say, if it wasn't for the sending off, uh, Suwon being reduced to 10 men, I'm not entirely sure that they would have gone on to win that game. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty even. They, when I say it was pretty even, that was because no one was really doing anything, I guess. But, I mean, John probably had the most, kind of like the most of the play, but still, you know, like a few kind of like, you know, half attempts and stuff. Like that. Blue Wings looked pretty, pretty terrible, to be honest. And I know I'm a Songnam fan and I always say that, but they did look even more terrible than, than usual. Um, the only guy I was impressed with was the big... Canadian boy, uh, Daniel Henry, who probably should have had a little bit more uh, colour to his name uh, at the end of the game, given he should have been at least yellow-carded, if not red-carded, for what looked like a handball that was somehow amazingly overturned on VAR, uh, when he definitely made contact. But um, I think, uh, yeah, he looked okay. He was a bit more stable at the back than maybe Blue Wings have been since Matt German left. But uh yeah, up front, yeah, I mean, yeah, they missed Dehan and they didn't play him last year and they still missed him up front, you know what I mean? It was it was a pretty, yeah, it was pretty bad from them. John Book changed everything on his 60th minute when they brought on uh, Paul's favourite uh, John Book player now that Kim Chinook's left. He done good, come on. And what, 20 minutes, 25 minutes later, he had a near post header from a corner, Eddie the pass the keeper, 1-0, game over. Um, and that was it, really, basically. It was indeed. So that kicked things off on uh, Friday night. We then went into the Saturday games and we saw, well, who's suddenly, having watched those two games, becomes many people's favourite for the league now. How soon things change. Uh, also, an absolutely battered Sangju at home. Yeah, 4-0, I think it was. It was. Uh, a couple of goals by, by Junior. They, um, I didn't see that game. I was, it, was my, it was actually my, my baby's, uh, my son's uh, 100 days, so I didn't see anything until I was able to get away in time for Songnam. <laughs> what a father, <laughs> eh? <laughs> father of the year. <laughs> but, um, yeah, they, I didn't see the, two, the, the first two games. But, yeah, I think Osan obviously ran all over Sanju. Don't know how much signs you're going to try this year, given the fact that they are getting relegated. So I guess that's maybe not the best benchmark for Ulsan, but I guess we'll find out pretty soon just how serious or how how good they're going to be. Let's say, yeah. In in in, in indeed they'll uh, well they'll certainly have their, their first big test uh, away away at Sioux on this uh, coming weekend. The other game in <laughs> you really didn't miss anything in the other game uh, on Saturday afternoon. Uh, Inchon and Daegu. We called it the, uh, what did we call it? The, the, the Dayan Derby. And uh, with, with the Dayan Derby with 12 years between them. Uh, that finished uh, goalless at the football specific. That must have been a, a pretty pretty bleak game to be at, I must say. Um, no, no, no fans in there. Uh, Inchon nil, uh, Daegu nil. It was the, uh, the only draw 
of the uh, of, of the weekend in the K1. Um, then uh, I'm guessing you're going to want to talk about uh, this attention shifted down south to the Gus Hiddink and of course uh, Songnam, uh, everybody's favourite to finish bottom. It would seem apparently, and uh, they were playing Guangzhou. Um, tell us about it. Uh, yeah, so basically, um, Songnam fans, for as long as I remember, have been screaming out for a, a goal scorer. I mean, down the years, we've had players like Wang Yijou, like Thiago, who were able to like, you know, obviously score goals for us, uh, but no real kind of in-the-box poacher type of player, yeah? Um, and over the last couple of seasons, we've had absolutely nobody. I mean, either was our kind of main goal threat the last two seasons, and he's like a kind of left-wing uh, player. Not that he's at, not politically wise. I mean, that's what he plays on the left wing. We don't know. Uh, no idea if he is or not. Um, but we, the one name that's come up over, over the last uh, few years has been that of Yang Donghyun, who used to play for Pohang. And I know Songnam fans have been wanting him for, for a while. Uh, obviously, change of management in the in the summer or the winter, sorry, and so on. And he was finally signed. He came from Japan. And four minutes into the game, uh, Cross comes in from the left-hand side, up he jumps, bang, better than Idong Gook's header the previous night. And it's uh, 1-0 Songnam. Seven minutes later, uh, he gets the ball in the box. I'm a little bit kind of biased with this one, but I think he turned the whole defence beautifully, but I'm sure it was just a bit of luck. Uh, and then he kind of placed it beyond the keeper. So 11 minutes in, Songnam 2-0 uh, up. The uh, new Fortress Tanshan, which is a bar in Seoul here. Sohyun? Sohyun is the girl from AOA, right? <laughs> down in, in Bundang, yeah. Yeah, down in Bundang, where the Songnam fans had met to watch it. All wear masks, obviously. And, and um, 1.5 metres between themselves. Yeah, because there's probably three of them. <laughs> um, like, uh, you know, they were kind of celebrating. Game went on. I mean, Guangzhou had their chances. They hit the bar. Um, I think, like, Felipe had a chance as well. Uh, there was a one-on-one where we now have Glory from, from Seoul, Eland. Um, uh, one-on-one, and he made a, a very Glory-esque, so to speak, save when he kind of went down and uh, tipped the pass for a corner. Uh, second half... Both teams had a couple of chances to score. Yang could have, should have got a hat trick. I mean, he could at least have, a, he could have three or four actually. But the game finished two uh, 0 uh, pretty comfortable overall. Um, I mean, Guangzhou looked a strong team with a bit of fight. They did worry us, but I think, to be honest, um, I don't think Songnam really looked in, in that much danger of throwing away the leads. The day after they went into the 2 0 leads, I mean, you always got the feeling had Guangzhou scored, Songnam would probably have scored as well. That's how the game was kind of going. So, so a very encouraging start then. Yeah, 2 0 victory. Happy with that. Best start to a season we've had since we beat Blue Wings 2 0, I believe. Um, <laughs> the year we get relegated. So, yeah, I'm very happy with that. Oh, the year you got relegated. Well, um, yeah. We'll talk about this later on, but Inchon, Inchon at home um, next week, that's going to be uh, you know, another team that's expected to be, be at the bottom there. Win, win that game and you're six points clear of one of your main rivals already. Yeah. 
I mean, I don't think for, I don't think for one minute that Songnam are, are going to go on and win the league or get an ACL spot or, or anything. But I mean, you know, you know you're going to be in the bottom six probably. Definitely, I mean, almost definitely. Like before the season starts, you you can't do anything better than beat one of those other rivals for a a, a bottom six. Mm. You know, we play Inter next week. Definitely going to be in the bottom six. As you said, when that six points clear, and it's like, yeah, I mean, it's, it's in a short season. Start. So. Uh, okay, uh, so uh, that concluded the Saturday action. It moved on to Sunday. There were two games on Sunday in the K1. And uh, first of all, it was down to the southeast coast. And uh, Pohang hosted uh, new boys, or returning, uh, Busan, and ran out pretty comfortable winners. Yeah, I actually watched uh, bits of this game. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to actually see it all. Uh, I, was, <laughs> I was actually on my way over to watch this whole game. Um, but yeah, I think two 0 uh, penalty was the second goal. Yeah. Uh, the, the two foreigners, uh, Ilyachenko and Palachevich, uh, on the on, on the score sheet. I think, as uh, as Tom rightly pointed out, the Korean media uh, l- absolutely loving Ilyachenko's uh, Korean rendering of the name, which is Ilyu, which uh, just means first class in uh, in Korean, and it was certainly a first class performance. On, uh, on 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 Sunday, uh, Pohang running up pretty easy, uh, pretty easy winners two 0 on, uh, on 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 the day, and uh, that meant that going into the final K one game of the weekend, we hadn't had a single match in which both teams had actually scored a goal. Um, we did get that in the final match. It's probably the best match of the weekend. It was certainly um, certainly up in the air at least until the the end of the game. This was Kangwon. And, uh, and, and Seoul, I know you watched that match. I know Paul watched that, that match at all. He was particularly downbeat throughout the, the entire game. He turned out to be thoroughly correct uh, in the end. Kangwon getting the win 3-1. It was pretty even up until the last sort of 10, 15 minutes. Though. Yeah, I mean, Seoul took the lead. Um, well, no, then obviously Kangwon equalised. Um, second half, I think Seoul looked... Tired, maybe I don't know if tired is a word. Maybe looks a little bit. Had, um, Kim Nam Chin stretched it off uh, just before half time. Got absolutely busted wide open by uh, a, a rogue boot in, in in the penalty area. Uh, I know Paul certainly says uh, that 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 harmed their shape a little bit, uh, but uh, even so, probably not 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 the only excuse. No, I mean it didn't make a big difference, but I think they they still kind of opened up in midfield. Uh, quite a little bit too much and I think Gangwon I mean the, for example the, the third goal it was unfortunately Osmar who gave the ball away like really high up the pitch mm-hmm. um, so I think losing the guy did definitely have, have an impact but um, Chi had enough time to change things back right. and I think he was he was unable to do a, a plan B um, got to say like 3-1 I mean Un, a, a definitely a surprising uh, victory, but I think it's impossible not to comment on that second goal, Gang One's second goal. Uh, it, it, it was quite uh, quite a special strike. I know we debated for about five minutes whether he meant it or not, but there's no doubt at all uh, that he uh, that, that he did. Uh, Cho Jae Wan with the uh, the little back, the little spinning back heel. 
Yep, as you said at the time, we thought, oh, wow, that was a bit lucky. Um, but when you see it on the replay, you, you kind of see him looking. Like, he knows exactly, uh, I mean, not to quote a kind of old Alan McCoy-style BBC pundit comment, he knew exactly where the goal was, but he did know exactly where the goal was. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, I, I have to say, if, if I was the manager, uh, if I was the, the, the Chunchon Fonz, as I think we had, uh, we dubbed him with his <laughs> stalking, stalking the touchline uh, in his black mask pulled down and his black leather jacket looking really like the coolest man in Kangwon uh, province, I'd be pretty angry with him. I'd be finding him a week's wages for the, the fancy dance stuff. He was clean, sorry, we should have just... Should he just buried it? But uh, never mind. He's uh, he's got himself an early goal of the season contender. Uh, you have to say the first goal was extremely well taken as uh, as, as, as well. Uh, I can't quite remember who uh, who who scored uh, who scored that one. Kim, oh, Kim Ji Hyun, of course, it was who who who, who dived for the, the VAR incident a moment earlier, uh, diving in really really nicely to deflect the ball uh, past the goalkeeper. It was um, two really really good goals. I think by uh, by Kangwon, obviously poor defensively by Seoul, uh, but it deserved three points uh, for, uh, for for the host there. Yeah, and uh, Kim Sung Bae uh, on loan from John Book wrapped it all up. Um, and yeah, I actually it's, it's quite interesting because afterwards uh, I I went out uh, and drank some some soju afterwards. And as anyone who actually knows me might know, I, when I drink too much soju, I get kind of little little blackouts across the day. And I literally forgot that we called him the, the Chinchon Fonds. So thank you for reminding me of that, because I forgot that that's what we called him. And I've ha- finally had confirmation your wife does not listen to this podcast, does she? As you've just mentioned, the, the, the S word. Um, so uh, that's, that, that, does, um, that does free up our conversation somewhat for forthcoming uh, episodes. Uh, okay, uh, so that wraps up K1. Before I ask you for, for your sort of highlight and lowlight of the week, I think we should run uh, through K2 as we may find some, uh, some lowlights there. I, I know for... Uh, our, our our friend the chief Joe, I, I know what his low light was already because days later he's still talking about it, and that was uh, Suwon against. I was, I was actually I almost said Suwon against uh, Daejeon. We're, we're not to call them Daejeon apparently. We're just to call them Hana One Q, uh, the, the the league. Uh, that was the opening game. It, it finished Suwon one, uh, Hana One Q two, Daejeon Hana. Uh, to uh, a late, late winner for the visitors there. It wasn't without controversy either. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like people were talking about how there's these designated VAR referees, and I think there's like maybe seven or so that, that have been designated. But they, it would seem that sometimes that's who's being used, and other times it's the kind of actual referee on the pitch or whatever. I don't really know what's actually happened there. But definitely... Uh, I've watched that game back. I mean, Joe was incensed uh, about it at the time. I've actually watched it back, and I don't really understand how it's been awarded. Um, the, the guy, the Dejon player, who, whose name escapes me, the guy who crosses it, I know fine well who scored it, uh, but the guy who crossed it, he, he, it does look as if he is offside when he plays it. Um, all I've managed to do is kind of freeze frame the, um, the key league official highlights and that's roughly the angle that the VAR guy gets, I reckon. And yeah, I mean, is it because they have Hannah in their in their uh, name? Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> conspiracy, wasn't it? Definitely. I, I think Joe's point is I, what 
uh, we're going back to how, how is VAR operated here? Because certainly we saw in the, the K1 games, we saw on Friday night the referee running across to the touchline. And in the Seoul Kangwon game as well, I think we saw the goalkeeper, uh, the referee rather, running across to the touchline when the goalkeeper, um, well, when Kim Ji Hyun dived over, over, over the goalkeeper. Both times I think we saw the, the referee running to the side. That didn't happen in the, uh, in, in, in the Suwon in the Suwon game. And accordingly, uh, Suwon kick off their campaign with a 2-1 uh, home defeat. Um, I think he, he will have a highlight, though, uh, Joe, and that's that he didn't actually have to sit through that in the pouring rain in the open temporary stand. He could watch that from the comfort and warmth of his uh, of his sofa. So um, every, every cloud has a, a silver-ish lining. Uh, okay, there were, of course, four other games across the uh, weekend in the K2 as well. And we spent, well, I spent most of last week's podcast absolutely burying Seoul Eland. Uh, but they, 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 they got their season off to a decent start against the uh, K2 uh, newcomers uh, away at Jeju. They got a, 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 a one-inch draw. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really you, see... You on your face that says, you expect me to talk about that game? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, uh, sorry. Um, I was about to go and get a bottle of Macaulay out of the fridge. Um, yeah, I was going to listen to you talk, but no... Yes, one each. Um, there was one each. Yeah, uh, Jason Lee equalising uh, in that game. Uh, we also saw the first game of the uh, the, the, the newly created um, club in Assam. Uh, didn't get off to the greatest of starts, though. A uh, 1-0 home defeat to uh, Buchon. Uh, we did watch a bit of Anyang hosting Ansan, as uh, Stevie used to call it, the line for... The line for Derby. Uh, this was at uh, Anyang. I tell you what, Anyang's temporary stands looked lovely on the television, didn't they? I think what you're trying to say is Anyang's temporary stands look beautiful without their fans in it. Without any Anyang fans in it. When, when the fans are in, not so much, but when there's no fans, they look absolutely stunning. Uh, Ansan uh, got the, uh, the the solitary goal in that game, uh, winning 1-0. Uh, then the final game of the weekend, and it was the final game of the weekend in either division, uh, Solky Khan's first uh, game in charge. Uh, it was uh, newly relegated Gyeongnam and Jonan, a, uh, <laughs> a, K- a K2 fixture, uh, finished uh, goalless. And I think you said uh, 20 minutes into the, that game, nothing's going to happen Let's get out of here. Yes, we had it on uh, watching it and we made the executive decision that after 20 minutes, it was going to be worse than John Book Blue Wings. And so we made the correct choice to go and find um, some soldier. And so concluded week one of the, uh, of, of the K-League, K1 and uh, K2. Um, do you have a highlight and a low light of the weekend. My highlight is obviously, obviously going to be uh, Yang Donghyung. Um, I think early days yet, but he, that second goal especially. That the first goal, okay, you know, it was kind of a, like a free header, but that second goal was composed. It was skillful. The, the shot was placed. Yeah, for me. Um, I really liked him when he put a pohang, like I really did. Uh, I thought he was a bit of a loss to the K-League when he moved overseas. Um, I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's at Songnam. And yeah, my highlight's got to be starting the league with a 2-0 win. Uh, but particularly, uh, you know, 
for the, for the first time having a player that does look as if he kind of strikes, I don't want to say fear, but as if he could uh, get on the end of some of the, the good kind of chances. Because like, we, we do create chances. We, some of them just cannot finish. So hopefully we have someone who can finish now. Okay, and a low light of the weekend. Uh, my low light, not just because of Joe, but my low light is any time VAR for me uh, overturns uh, like what what is a a sure refereeing call. You know, like the referee and the linesman both decided that that Dejan's goal was offside. You know, VAR overrules it. And I just think, for me, you know, VAR is something that, yeah, we've got it, and we're going to have to use it, and we're going to have to embrace it. But every time, every time it does something where it completely changes the game, um, and, and overrides what the what the referee first thought, and is not actually clear cut that the referee got it wrong, then that's always going to be a low light for me. Okay, um, I, I think. Um, uh, yeah, I suddenly realised halfway through you were probably going to ask me that question back and I hadn't really thought about it. Uh, one thing I would say is a highlight, Ulsan uh, certainly looks like they're going to put up a challenge. I think Paul noted actually that the commentary team at the Ulsan uh, game noted that Ulsan looked very, very disjointed uh, during their Asian Champions League match that they played a couple of months ago. Uh, no cohesion whatsoever. It looks like they've spent the two months, two month hiatus uh, extremely wisely, uh, and they looked the team uh, ready to go places. The low light, I would say, is that in K1, look, half the league failed to score. Uh, only two away away teams did. Only one losing team uh, got on the score sheet. Uh, that that was uh, that 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 was sold. The other away team to score was obviously Songnam, who were the only ones to win. Didn't get that much better in uh, in K2 either, with uh, four of the 10 teams failing to score. So we had 10 teams not scoring, only 12 teams finding the back of the uh, net. Uh, so uh, I hope that doesn't you know, you know, set, set a sort of path for the season uh, where teams are going to be pretty lacklustre uh, up front. But we'll see. It's, uh, it's early days. Hopefully these new strike forces will click. Uh, now that brings us on to uh, our next little thing. And talking about a strike force that clicked, certainly, or at least a player that clicked, was uh, a certain Mr. Yang Donghyun. And uh, there have been three famous Donghyuns in the K-League in recent years. Uh, Kim Donghyun, now retired, of course. Super So Donghyun, uh, he is you know, winding down his career in the lower leagues. Uh, but uh, Yang Donghyun, he had a great weekend. And three years ago, he had a pretty good day as well, Mark. Yep, uh, he's... He's part of my pick for the uh, this week's or this podcast um, on this day. Uh, so May May fourteenth, two thousand seventeen, uh, was a game at the Steelyard. Uh, it was Pohang versus Jeju. Uh, ten thousand back when we had fans allowed to go to games. Uh, just over ten thousand, like ten thousand two hundred sixty-six to be precise, uh, turned up to to watch the game. Uh, Pohang. Opened the scoring, Mr. Yang himself uh, scored in the 60th minute. He actually just missed uh, a penalty uh, a couple of minutes earlier. So, note to Songnam, don't put him on penalty duty. Um, Jeju equalised through Marcelo Toscana. 
but if anyone remembers, and he was the guy that, that really kind of like almost like a Mohican, um, yeah. a pretty decent player actually. Uh, and then um, Pohang uh, won the game like towards the end. Uh, Kim Guang Suk uh, making it making it two one um, on the day. Interestingly, um, Yang Yang Dong Yang would go on to become the second uh, top goal scorer in the K one that season. He would actually score. Um, 17 times he would be beat by the beautiful one. Do you know who that is? Who's the beautiful one? Is the it beautiful Jonathan? The one was Jonathan. Oh, the one blue wings. <laughs> uh, he scored 19 goals that season to finish with the golden boot. Um, but more importantly, I guess, for uh, Pohang fans, was that um, of the 17 goals that Yang Dong Hyung scored, 12 of them were the opening goal or the winning goal in a game. So 12 of them were the first goal uh, scored in a game, uh, which means that he was the man who opened the scoring for Pohang um, for 12 of his, of his 17 um, goals. He so unfortunately he left... on the cake later on when the game was already won. Yeah, basically, yeah. So he, he didn't score goals when it was 3-0. He didn't score goals when it was 4-0. He actually scored the first goal, right, which a lot of people view as being the key part of the game or key goal. Um, hopefully he'll do something similar uh, in, that, in the Black of Songnam but I definitely think that's what inspired like Saturday inspired it and yeah uh, this, that is this week's or this podcast uh, on this day Okay and as you mentioned uh, the, on, that, on this day three years ago there was 10,000 people in the stadium uh, obviously not quite that number in at the, at, at the moment and uh, just to talk a little bit about the experience of watching the games on TV with no one in the in the stadium, and a, a couple of months ago, a, a couple of well, the European League, uh, Serie A, for instance, went behind closed doors. I watched one of those games on TV. It was absolutely unwatchable. Uh, that the crowd, the players' shouts and things like that was just off-putting. Uh, I know, uh, obviously. Uh, Joe, the, the chief, is a big AFL fan, and he said uh, that the AFL games they really mic'd up the players, uh, the behind closed doors game, and again, it, it, it turned out to be an extremely off-putting experience. But I have to say, uh, just like, and I, I know we don't like to mention the other code here, just like the baseball, I say I haven't had too many. Pro- I didn't have too many problems with it. I didn't mind it at all. Yeah, um, the John Book game, the John Book uh, piped in. Um, the audio of the the Mad Green Boys, I guess, audio of the of the fans, and an interesting point on that um, that Paul made. Uh, what was it, Tom? I think it was Paul made on our Twitter feed. Was that in the K League, um, a lot of the chants are orchestrated at particular times. Anyway, they follow a particular order. Goal chants, no particular specific player chants, obviously not, but. Definitely, you know that like you have the you have the opening chant. You know, if you have the chant about fifteen minutes, the chant at thirty minutes, you have the chant straight after half time, and so on. So it didn't actually sound that the jumper game didn't really sound that unnatural. To to be honest, it was like, oh, they always sing the gladiator song, you know, at this point, or they always sing that song. So it kind of didn't sound that bad. Um, same same and, at Pohang on, uh, on on Sunday. Pohang did exactly the same. I think Ulsan did it. To uh, Kangwon, uh, Kangwon didn't do it, 
Uh, I, I'm gonna. I would put my house on FC Seoul doing it at their home games, uh, as, uh, as as well. I have to say, yeah, it it, it did. It, it it did make for an okay an okay viewing experience and you know what from, from my point of view I just have to say I, I, I took Sunday Sunday off it was my first first Sunday I think I've ever spent in Korea watching football on the TV because um, obviously the last five years or so I've been at the races and before that I'd, I'd be at sports somewhere live every weekend I think it was the first Sunday that I actually spent sitting down uh, watching a couple of games on TV one after the other and I have to say I I, I really 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 enjoyed it and the, the the crowd not being there on the tv maybe it's because the clubs compensated in this way uh made it a, an, an okay an okay viewing experience yeah i didn't i didn't find it annoying like i i watched the the guangzhou songnam game uh, guangzhou didn't seem to pump in the crowd but then again i, I don't know I have I, I, no idea and um, but it sounded okay like you could hear the players shouting a little bit but it really wasn't as bad watching at home as I, as I thought it was going to be, to be honest. Indeed. Uh, okay. Um, that pretty much uh, rounds uh, things off, except uh, to have a brief mention of this week's fixtures. Want to get your opinions or just your uh, wild stabs at how these ones are going to pan out. We'll start with uh, K K1. And obviously, uh, Sangju took a tanking uh, last week. Uh, they host uh, Kangwon, who looked pretty tasty. Uh, yeah, um, can't really, can't really see, can't really see anything other than the one and the one result there. Can you really? Uh, I assume you mean a home win. Uh, nothing is oh, no away win. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> nothing yes, is... an away win. An away win. Uh, yeah, I can't really see anything. That's going to, that can only go the one way. That's going to be Kangwon, Yeah. Okay, Daegu uh, drew a blank away at Incheon. They've got their first home game of the season against uh, another team who, who started their season quite well. Uh, that's Pohang. Uh, yeah, going to imagine that one. We don't really get that many away wins in the K-League um, in the one weekend. Uh, but going to go for another one, uh, cannot see Daegu putting up. I, I didn't see the Daegu-Incheon game. I saw parts of the Pohang game. I think Pohang have got the bit between their teeth a little bit like they're the rivals, Usan, uh, have them tipped to finish third, and I think they'll dispose of Daegu pretty easily. Okay, you see, we don't see very many away wins in the K-League, but I think uh, we're going to have another game where the away team is going to be the hot favourite, Busan hosting Jonbuk. Yeah. <laughs> um, Busan looked poor, Jonbuk looked slow and sluggish, but you've only got to look at just the, the class that Jonbuk can can bring off the bench, you know, you've only got to look at what they just, I mean, just even, even if both teams were on fire, John Book's squad is just so much better than Poussin's. Yeah, it's got to be an away win. You can't see anything other than a away win. Okay, and uh, you say you don't get many away wins in the K-League, but as like I said, the next one is probably going to be the away team's going to be favourite again. It's Suwon Blue Wings hosting Ulsan. Uh, yeah, and again... Ulsan look uh, like, like they mean it this season. Blue Wings look like they don't have a clue. Um, manager. Yeah, I mean, the manager, I, I don't think he's got it. Uh, and I think you could look at, I think there's a whole 
ton of Twitter accounts out there that would back that up as well. So yeah, I'm going to, wow, yeah, I'm going to go for another away win. Really? Am I? Okay, yeah, we'll sign away. Win. Okay, so it's four away wins in a row. Um, song that I mentioned. Uh, home win. Home I'm, I'm stunned. I'm, I'm shocked. Okay. Come on, I wasn't going to say anything else, was I really? No, probably not. And uh, then the the only uh, the only match uh, which uh, has both teams looking for their first points is Seoul hosting Wangju. Uh, I'm going to go with um, Wangju. Four uh, one of this until this point, so you can you can give your honest opinion. Um, I, th- I think Seoul will win that, hmm. but it's going to be tight. Right. It will either be a 2-1 win or a one each draw. But I'm going to edge towards Seoul winning it. Okay. And uh, we'll take a brief look at the K2 as well. Uh, Anne San, who were victorious in An Yang uh, last week, they host the rather unfortunate Suwon City. Um, Suwon City don't like to lose twice in a row. <laughs> if only. Home win. <laughs> okay, so they're going to lose twice in a row. Uh, first time, I believe, as a K2 fixture is John M against Jeju. Uh, a wee win. Jeju. A wee win. Uh, Jeju to beat uh, John M then. Uh, now, we talked about crowd noise being, uh, artificial crowd noise being pumped in. One fixture you're probably not going to want realistic crowd noise pumped into is Buchon at home to Anyang. In fairness, you probably want it slightly more than Butchon at home to Jeju. That's true, yes. So, just a little bit more. Uh, yeah, that's going to be, that's like the, I mean, I have been to so many, um, I feel like I've been to so many uh, Butchon Anyang games down the years, and I don't think I've actually seen Anyang win. Uh, mm. I, I think I was there one time and Butchon won like 6-2 or something crazy. Uh, Butchon home win, no matter what's happening in the K-League, no matter what the form is like, I don't know. I always think Butchon to beat Anyang at home. <laughs> uh, okay, Seoul Elan got a good point away at Jeju last week. They host uh, the uh, newly relegated Gyeongnam. Uh, that's a tough one. That's a, a one each draw again. Okay, and rounding out the fixtures is uh, the uh, uh, the league's pet, Hannah Wonkyu. At home to uh, Asan Chungnam, a, a brand new local derby of, of sorts, isn't it? Daejeon against Asan. Uh, yeah, um, I'm going to put that one down uh, to that's going to be a one each draw, uh, all the way up until the referee gets told to award a 2 1 victory to Hannah. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we can call that, we're going to call that the KTX derby. Um, yeah, call it KTX derby. Places, places you own, places you don't go to, but you go through and stop at on the KTX could be Asan and Asan and Dejan. Places you wouldn't want to go to, yeah, um, but you go through. It's more you accurate on the KTX, indeed. Okay, thank you very much. That wraps uh, everything up. Any more to add this evening? And I think that's everything. Uh, I think for, for me, it was a, as, as we discussed, it was a, a kind of strange opening weekend. Uh, you know, we got a lot of. Uh, potential new fans. I mean, I think almost every K-League Twitter account out there like, went up by about 300 followers or something. Um, I think for me, the only thing that we have to ask is will, or not will, but how many of them 
can we keep over the next couple of weeks? Um, we know the K-League. We love the K-League. We don't always love it for the football and quality. Or for I think we discussed this last week. It's not about what's on the pitch, but some more often what's happening in the stands and so on. And with that not being there, just how, I don't know, just how, how much can we keep these fans and how many of them will stay with us? Uh, hopefully, a lot, but I'm a realist. But yeah, let's see how many fans are tuning in, like, you know, kind of watching Twitter accounts, they're watching games, they've gone to YouTube and so on. Hopefully it continues. Uh, but yeah, that's my only point is the K-League needs to do something this weekend. We need to see a couple of two-each games, like three-threes here, you know, like no dodgy VARs, like, you know, everyone's scoring. They make the K-League as interesting as possible this weekend. That's all I want. Goals, goals, goals is what we want.